0: From Alaska Teen Media Institute, this is Podcast in Place Youth Stories from Quarantine, a series about youth in Alaska during the COVID 19 pandemic. We're bringing you stories, interviews, and audio diaries from teenagers and young adults stuck at home without anything else to do. I'm Atme producer Armand Lois, recording this on an iPad in my house since the main Atme studio is closed for the time being. Well, listeners, it's been about six months that we've been in this global pandemic together. Half a year. The last day the Atme studio was open was on March 17th, right in the middle of spring break. So to commemorate this strange milestone, some of the Atme producers logged on to Zoom for a roundtable. Can we even call it a roundtable? There's no actual table for a round Zoom discussion to talk about how life has changed since the early days of quarantine, to share how they've been staying healthy and sane, and to listen back on clips from early episodes of the podcast. Here at me, producers Cornelius Nelson, Riley Taylor, Daisy Carter, AJ Yambaugh, and Ryan Danigold.
1: Hi there. How is everyone doing? I'm Cornelius. I will be leading this round table. Thank you for gathering distantly. Personally got my cat next to me. Uh, and that's pretty cool. Uh, beyond that, you know, pretty solid Saturday morning. Uh, I made brunch but that turned out to just be straight up lunch. So that's uh, that kind of hurt to find out. But I'll live. Riley, how
2: you doing, bud? I am doing great. I, I recently moved into an apartment. Um, I didn't have brunch or breakfast, so that was cool. I actually had a microwaved leftovers from Dairy Queen that I had yesterday.
1: That's pretty solid. Uh, there's no shame in reheating fast food. Uh, AJ, how you feeling?
3: I'm feeling good. Everything's doing good. I didn't have any lunch today or a brunch or breakfast, so now I'm hungry. <laughs> Food's important
1: most of the time. Uh, Daisy, how's it going? I'm
4: doing great. I'm doing quite solid. I did have breakfast um, this morning. It was just a classic egg, um, classic eggs. I mean, it's great.
2: I can never get eggs right.
5: (laughs) Ryan, how you doing?
2: I moved to Mississippi. That's the only thing that's really
5: changed. Where in Mississippi? I'm in Picayune, so kind of close to uh, Louisiana, close to where I grew up. Nice.
0: For this next part of the discussion, the group listened to clips from the early days of the podcast when we were all settling into quarantine. Here's a snippet from Cornelius's episode, recorded on March 30th.
6: A lot of the, um, adjusting, uh, working from home and just existing here has been interesting. I'm starting to see things I haven't seen in my apartment before, which either means I'm going insane or, hey, I'm noticing things, so yay, I just threw up like the double horns to go, yeah. Um, who A lot of it's, uh, a lot of it's learning how to handle not being able to do anything. And, I mean, I know you kind of spend all of life doing that, but now it's very real. I've, um, I think the biggest discovery for me is like, realize re-realizing how much i enjoy writing and now i uh i want to do something more with it than just having like a bunch of scrabbles and random journals that i find years later
1: uh, I was, uh that was an interesting experience you know early quarantine so the reason why i sound so like down and everything is that was also around the time where i was having to start figuring out uh, my lease stuff for like moving as well as um i I i'm not congested i was just lying down because i don't think i had left bed that day and i recorded that like at like seven o'clock at night i've just been lying in bed all day because i was like yo this sucks working from home was basically for me was just editing videos on a laptop for my job and i was like oh god this is terrible i want to i want to use a laser cutter this sucks being stuck inside of my apartment was lame because like it's not that I couldn't go anywhere. Like, obviously, you know, there's the trails and stuff nearby, but then there's the people that don't really care about any of the guidelines. And it's like, I totally get it, man. You know, have your own thoughts and opinions. You know, you're totally allowed to do that. But also, like, uh, I'm, I'm just hanging out over here. That and, like, the sushi places I always go to was closed down, so I couldn't even order sushi to get delivered to my home. So it was like, great. There is no joy.
0: Here's a clip from May J's episode, recorded on April 26th.
3: I remember this one time I was watching the news. We noticed that there's one case of coronavirus in Alaska. And I noticed by the past few weeks, I noticed how this virus really spreads. This virus spreads really crazy and that impacts us a lot because like we can't go outside, we can't go anywhere else during this time. And it's just, a lot of anxiety. Every time we watch the news, we don't know like what's going to happen next, and we don't know like we don't know what's going to be the future. That feeling every time I see watch the news is kind of like what are we going to expect? What what's what's twenty twenty going to give us? You know. Right now, I feel less of anxiety. In my opinion, I feel like Alaska is doing completely fine with COVID nineteen, but at the same time, I feel worried about my family, and I feel worried about um, other people who are, like, having a situation where one of their families is in the ICU, it just gives me a lot of anxiety and like, what's going to happen next, kind of, like, what is the next episode of 2020?
2: <laughs> I totally feel you there, and that is, yeah, it has been pretty much my experience as well. 2020 has been a pretty bad year, I'd say. It's most of just waiting for the next thing that's going to happen, and each one seems to be worse than the last. And it's like, when is this going to end? Are we going to ever get out of this this ditch?
0: Here's a clip from Daisy's episode, recorded on March twenty-fourth.
4: What surprised me about the whole thing is how quick it was. Like, just the sh- like. How quick it was, Like one minute, I'm not freaking out about about Covid nineteen, and the next thing I know, everyone's on lockdown. And I remember when I got the email from from President Johnson, I think, who's the president of UAA, when I got that email that we were gonna not have school and that spring break was going to be extended, I was at the Northway Mall with my little cousins, and I kind of started to freak out because <laughs> there was not a lot of people around, but I'm like, oh, no, it's okay. Like, you know, it's fine. Like, oh, people were overreacting because I saw a lot of videos that were like, oh, it's just overreacting. Like, no need to worry. Like, um, we have a low percent chance of America getting it. And I was fine. And I was like, okay, like me being stupid. I was like, okay, um, like it's fine that we go to the mall. I was going to go take them ice skating and you know, everything was fine. But then once he sent out that email, that just really freaked me out. And I was like, okay, we'll go to one more store, cancel ice skating and then go home. And then I went to the bathroom and then I get a text from their mom saying, Hey, can you take care of them next week? Because school got canceled for them next week. And that's when I started to freak out even more. And I was like, okay, we are leaving. (laughs) I think I'm, I guess, like, less freaked out than I was at that time that I recorded it exactly. I mean, like, I think that goes for, like, everyone. I think we all kind of have it, have kind of, like, an idea. Well, not really an idea, but I think we all kind of are a little bit calmer now and understand that, like, oh, like, oh, like, we know what we have to do now and we're actually executing it if I can reflect on school really quick, since it is moved online. um, It isn't super bad. It isn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. What really sucks is my little cousins, because they also have school online. My littlest cousin, I actually went to go um, hang out with them the other day. And they, the youngest one, of course, she just kept getting up from her seat and just like going to the bathroom for 20 minutes and just like walking around for a long time and like she and what's funny is that she didn't even know really what to do either and then her mom gets home and then she's like why did you turn in 40 blank assignments like to your teacher and it's because she doesn't know what she's doing so she just hits submit on so many things it's less about whether or not that I'm gonna get it and more about how we're gonna get through it I feel so bad for you know, young kids who have to do online classes because unless there's a person there or a parent there to sit them down and say, hey, you need to do this, no kid's going to get their work done.
5: I'm in college and I'm still like, what am I doing precisely? Do I just click this? And I get emails from like teachers constantly being like, hey, if you don't turn in your assignment the correct way, I'm not giving you points. And I'm just like, well, you didn't tell us how to, you just said turn it in. And (laughs) that's all it really says. Can't really go past that and i'm like kids are doing this i'm like okay that's on them but i hope they they're getting at least more than what i'm getting
1: uh yeah my job one of the programs we have is like an after school program and a lot of it like before all this happened uh there's already a program for like apex and helping with online class because a lot of our students work out live out in the village and stuff so we help them out with that and like how to get used to working on computers and stuff but now we've gotten even more people signed up recently to help out like just the sheer increase of volume on how many people are now like doing class from home, like how many like middle schoolers haven't ever actually used a computer like this before. So like just walking people through how it all works. Moving forward, uh, so for the people that didn't have a podcast episode on a uh, section on you know the whole quarantine lockdown, uh, how has it changed for you? What's uh you know how's it compared to now?
2: Uh, for me. I went through a ginormous change, probably one of the biggest in my life. I uh, kind of went through a, I want to say, like self-discovery type experience where like, uh, not really in a good way, but like it did benefit me. Uh, It was like this um, anxiety thing that I had struggled with for a a large portion of my life. And when coronavirus hit and, like, really started, like, being a big thing that everyone was talking about, I began having, like, very frequent, like, full-on panic attacks. And I didn't know how to describe that. And I ended up, like, over the course of time figuring out that that's what I was experiencing. I didn't know that they were panic attacks. I would just get, like overloaded with like the news of it all. And I would get like thoughts in my head of just like every like worst possible case scenario and I couldn't get it out of my head. And I would have like physical symptoms. Like I felt like my heart would like not stop beating. It was going like a miles per minute and I was shaking all the time. I was like bedridden for a while because I couldn't like couldn't move. Yeah, eventually I figured out that th- those are panic attacks and they're like described symptoms wise similar to a heart attack. And I was just that constantly because of all the news of coronavirus and I ended up getting a therapist and it kind of helped get some coping stuff together but it was like probably the, one of the like weirdest experiences of my life just I didn't know what was happening.
1: Uh, I can relate a lot to that with um, the whole discovery deal. A lot of it for me was like like figuring out like keeping it vague, like how one-sided certain friendships in my life were, and like how how quickly certain things went from hey I need help to oh yeah I know I can't help you because I have this going on. It's like oh I mean I kind of helped you out with that thing and I told you I canceled stuff to help, but all right. As well as like um, a lot of figuring out like stuff for me and like what I want, like if the world's gonna be this chaotic, I want the things that I want. And I'm not even talking about like, you know, like objective things like, oh, I want a nice car and a lot of money. No, like the things I need to be mentally happy, I need.
3: And that doesn't make me selfish in any way. A lot has changed for me. Um, I've been always finding the good during this quarantine. Uh, so for example, I've been into politics recently <laughs> during this quarantine and it made me realize how corrupted we are <laughs> i've been also finding things to like um get myself distracted like i would draw a lot or write um i i'm actually doing um making a movie but so i'm just trying to find the good during this quarantine i'm also been very religious with my family as well
5: i came in respect for, for trying to find the good cuz there's a lot of bad <laughs> going on right now. Yeah. So I can respect it at the very least. Seems like the list is getting bigger
1: every day, but I mean, I don't know. It's nice seeing that what good is going on is definitely keeping the community together very well. Like, I I mean, while I have mixed feelings about it, because, you know, it's such, I'm only, I mean, I'm maybe more comfortable because it's more open I haven't gone to it yet, but all the farmers markets and stuff are still going on, and they're actually taking the mask and distance policies pretty seriously. I went to the wall off Muldoon a couple of weeks ago and pick up some pick up some Adobo. And they had everyone wearing masks and it was pretty solid uh, with their, how well they're keeping everything running. Plus like it's, community events are still possible. They just have to be done differently.
4: A lot of things have changed, I guess, like for me personally, COVID's kind of obviously like given made me like a lot like more anxious, obviously, especially with school. Like going into school, I was really anxious, but now I think I kind of, I think we're already already about about a month in and I still, I have pretty good grades. And and I think that the only reason why I was able to get good grades is because I turned in everything like a week early. So like, just like my like anxiousness just kind of like pushed me to like do good in school. Um, I also think that it's just kind of given Um, my family and I kind of an opportunity to obviously like bond a lot more and I guess like be around each other a lot more because we're all always just like out of the house and like moving a lot so um, I guess we've just been kind of talking a lot more which is pretty cool that's like the big thing is that I was just really scared about school but like surprisingly I've just been like just a ball of angst just making sure that I do all my work correctly and stuff like that
5: yeah school's weirdly worked out here too I'm I'm kind of I'm somewhat digging the hybrid. I have my issues with it, but I'm kind. Of, I kind of like it because, like I said, they some classes even have it scheduled so it's like, oh, you come on Monday, and then the other half of the class goes on like Wednesday or something. And she's like, hmm, I didn't think that work as well as it did.
4: Yeah, no, I definitely love um, the chances that I get to go to, to like go to to like go to class because I only have one physical in person class, which is dance appreciation, and it is so fun. Cause like you just like stand in front of a mirror and like make a choreography dance.
1: Uh, what changes have you seen your friend group or inside oh. your home since your uh, since quarantine started? You know how's everything in your personal life been developing? I mean, you know we've kind of talked about this a bit, but like how like stuff with friends changed. How's your family life? Uh, I can start off with them figuring out like what do I want to do in my spare time. There's nothing wrong with just sitting on the couch because I very much used to have the mindset of. Oh, I need to go out every weekend, hang out with someone, I have spare time, I should take that time to be around people. No, you don't have to. You don't owe anyone your time regardless in my opinion. But yes, obviously there's friends and family that you value and people that are close to you like but also like if they're really if they're real friends or family and they really respect you like they'll understand, yeah, no, I just want to sleep in today. Is like, that getting comfortable with just sleeping in and like just enjoying myself has been my big thing especially with friends. Um, with family, I've just recently started hanging out with my mom, grandma, and aunt, grandpa, and aunt recently. Uh, just going over there once every other week for, to have, like, a dinner and a bonfire, and that's nice. Uh, beyond that, like, I have one group of friends that live semi-close by, so we hang out over at uh, their apartment, and because, like, they, um, all of us have jobs where, like, we work with, like, older people, so, like, the companies have made, like, stricter policies about like hey if you get COVID you gotta wait two weeks to get tested then two weeks to go to work so it's kind of like I don't really go to the store or out unless I almost absolutely have to which is kind of how I've always been really so it's kind of like a, oh cool so I have every excuse to not have to go to anything that I don't want to.
5: Yeah I think I've had about the opposite effect I've actually talked to more of my friends now because that's kind of all I've been stuck to doing is I'll just like be like hey how you doing today? And they're like, we're doing all right. <laughs> I was like, yeah, how about this? And they're like, oh yeah, about that. And we'll talk about it for about a two or three hours. And that's pretty much what I do most of my day. I know how to, I've been multitasking essentially for a long time. So that's all nothing new to me. But, uh, but granted, I, a lot has changed. Like, for example, I don't hang out with a lot of Alaska people anymore because I'm in Mississippi kind of makes things hard, but it happens. But, uh, I've been keeping up with, uh, a lot of the people I thought who I considered close in Alaska and just
2: kind of in general. I guess we went through a couple different phases, me and, like, my main friend group. We uh, started out, like, every night we would all jump on, like, online video games, and we'd, like, jump back and forth between a few different games, and we'd kind of talk. And then even sometimes, even if we weren't playing the same game, we'd still jump on the call just to, like, talk while we did that, which was nice, and it helped a little bit with, like, the anxiety that I was experiencing at the time. Um, but now recently, uh, I think some of my friends have kind of just gotten bored of that and they didn't want to do it anymore. And so we've stopped really talking in that way. And so that's interesting. So now I've, I've spent most of my time doing things alone, which isn't that great. Um, but it is what it is, I guess.
3: I've been really distanced from my friends because, like, for, I got my driver's license this year, like, before COVID. And okay. I wanted to like hang out with my friends, seeing like, let's go on a road trip and stuff like that. And so like quarantine started and I'm like, darn. And ever since quarantine started, my friends have been really, like, really distanced from me. That's kind of been hard for me because like I've, I've been really close to my best friends ever since like school started and then quarantine started. I've been really distanced from them. We talk once in a while, It's just that it's really awkward to talk to them now.
4: (laughs) I guess for me, I um, I guess my only friend really moved away from Alaska, so I mean, nothing's really, I guess, like that's kind of changed, I guess. Um, but I have started to get in contact with um Miley, which is pretty cool, and we're kind of starting to kind of like. You know be friends not necessarily be friends again because we were always friends but just kind of like be more regular of like talking to each other you know but that's but that's really that's really all for friends i mean like for family i'm i am a part of a big family so saying that that we have to cut down on small gatherings we were like okay all right sure
1: a lot of main reason why i avoid uh hanging out uh, families because recently and i think i've talked about uh, at me a handful of times is uh, my grandpa recently, uh, This was, uh, he, he's passed it now. This is like a year ago when it was real bad. And he, because uh, he had cancer before and then he got cancer again. And so then like, I was worried about, because like he'd recently, uh, in the past six months now, he's in like the actual recovery stage of it all. And so like, I was just worried about, ah, wait, no, he's compromised immune system. And he's older. Like my grandpa's 60, he's old. Uh, putting him at risk like that would, bother, would hurt me more than anything else. Cause I love my grandpa. Is he an old, is he old and kind of a jerk sometimes? Yeah. But I mean, <laughs> no one's perfect. And I have my flaws as well. I still love him as well as like, he goes out of his way to help me out and like he helped me move in my apartment and stuff when I first moved out of my mom's place. And uh, yeah, I don't know. He's a good guy. So I was like, just getting trying to like, do gatherings, but like cautiously and like, cause then I have to remember, well, how cautious am I being? Cause I'm at these rallies and stuff. And then I realized, oh, yeah, well, in that case, I should pick and choose what things I go to. Like, yeah, I could go to the grocery store and pick up more candy, or because, you know, cre- candy cravings, it happens to everyone, right? Yeah, you know, I could go and pick up some Kit Kats, or I could just not and then be at a lower risk. That way you can actually mentally not have the anxiousness of, oh, no, I went to the store, and there's that one guy didn't have a mask and probably didn't wash doesn't wash his hands. Oh, no. So, rather than having that stress of, like, having to worry about, oh, no, these grocery carts aren't clean and stuff. Uh, instead, it's just, like, oh, yeah, I'll just not do that and then go there. And it's, like, picking and choosing what stuff I do. All right. So, what has helped you all get through quarantine?
4: Um, what's really been, I guess, helping me through quarantine is just doing a lot of stuff, like, for me, if that makes sense. Like, I've just been kind of, like, because I- I've always been taught, like, do things for others and do things to, like, help better everyone else and, like, not yourself. So, like, now, like, I, like, stay in my bed and, like, just, like, watch YouTube or, like, just, like, you know, do whatever. Obviously, I still have, like, that, I always will have, like, that motivation to do stuff. So, obviously, eventually I do get out of bed and I do go do stuff, but I give myself time to kind of, like, breathe and, like, go. I've also been, like, eating, like, a lot healthier now that I'm, like, stuck at home i like go and like get like healthy food and i like, come back and like like i've been like exercising so like that's that's just been kind of helping me
2: what got me through the quarantine yeah. i would say i played a couple games that i would say definitely my game of the year the last of us and the last of us part 2 and oh my god i was on an emotional roller coaster it was crazy if you haven't played it i highly recommend both those games
3: I don't know. I've been really recently been just drawing and writing. I've been actually working on architect, like just for the future, and yeah, that's 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 basically what I'm doing.
1: All right, moving forward. What are some of the positive and negative things that have resulted from quarantine life?
3: Okay, so the positives. I'm trying to stay positive. I have I have faith with 2020, even though it sucks. <laughs> Um, my negative is that, um, my partner tested positive for COVID-19 and it's got me really sad at the same time, but like, for some reason he's like, oh, I'm completely okay. Don't worry about me. I'm like, no, I need to worry about you. (laughs) Yeah. Like, we don't know what this virus really is, but I'm, I'm always like calling him every single day. He tested positive last month, I believe. Yeah. And so far he's doing fine. I feel like his mental state is not doing as well because um, his grandma's in the ICU right now and she's not doing as well.
2: Stay positive, man.
3: Yeah. yeah. I'm still staying positive.
4: I think yeah. what's hard is that, I think what's hard with, um, with that whole, like, oh, like, stay positive is sometimes, like, it, it starts to feel forced. Yeah. Like, if, if it feels like you're forcing yourself to stay positive, but, you know, sometimes, of course. sometimes yeah. you gotta cry. Sometimes yeah, you gotta hey, scream into a in- pillow.
2: There ain't nothing wrong with that. You gotta you gotta vent somehow, otherwise it gets too compact, and then it's then you then you like blow up, and that's not good. I mean, a strategy I like is uh, sitting down in the shower. It's a fantastic place to let out your emotions. Just saying. I guess a positive. I have kind of developed my personality a little bit. I think. I think I've become moving in to my own apartment and things like that. I think I've become a little bit more of my own person and less of like the person that my parents made, you know, the negative side of that is that now instead of being super self-sufficient, now I kind of depend on my friends to be around. I can't stand being alone for too long. (laughs) That's my negative.
4: I guess kind of like what Riley's doing. I've just been kind of like growing into my own person and kind of like figuring out like what I want to do with kind of like the rest of my life and kind of, um, doing a lot of, um, doing a lot of like career stuff, which is pretty cool. Um, some negatives, I guess that can also kind of be a negative. Cause I mean, like it's, it's hard just to kind of realize like how difficult it is going to be and how, you know, how, um, and that like, you know, you can't always like trust people and to kind of be careful with who like you trust and who you let into your life. I think, for the past, like, two years, I've been kind of trying to figure that out. And I think now I've just kind of, like, solidified, like, how to, like, you know, manage that. I think the biggest negative, and I guess it's kind of selfish, is that, um, so I don't know if you guys remember the school safety podcast or school safety, like, thing that I was trying to do. And then it just completely just obviously unraveled and school safety means so much more now. So I, that's probably, like, never going to see the light of day, which kind of sucks. I mean, mean, honestly,
2: it's like, you can still do it. You could do like an evolved form of it. Like what does school safety mean now? Like what, like, what are the different ways that we need to be thinking, you know?
4: Yeah, but
2: not only beyond the school shootings and things like that, that were happening, but also now what happens when you get a case that pops up in a school? What are we supposed to do? Should the school notify people? Like, what are all the things that need to go be thought about now?
4: Yeah, that, that, that could be something, actually. So now I have nothing negative. <laughs>
5: but, <laughs> By God, we've done it. We've solved everything.
4: <laughs> we've, cured, we've, we've, cured we've cured
5: 2020. <laughs> at least for Daisy. We
4: yeah. take it one at
5: a time. <laughs> I always I always looked at quarantine and like this whole thing as like, uh, just a thing I do. <laughs> I was just like, mm, we'll see how it goes with me. Let's see if I'll survive this. Let's see. And then I got the flu. That was fun. I don't think I've talked about that. What was it? I think it was around Valentine's Day, right? I don't remember. The day before that, I went to a barbecue. There's a fraternity at UAA, it's TKE, shout out to TKE. Uh, So I I hosted their barbecue for a tailgate and uh, I was feeling off that day. And I was just like, "Eh," you know. And you know, they were making jokes about COVID. I was like, I felt really bad. So I was like, you know what? I'm not gonna touch anything. I'm not gonna eat anything. I'm just gonna talk at a distance. So I left. So that night, I didn't get much sleep. I woke up at like three in the morning. My throat was killing me, and in my mind, I was just like, "I bet I caught it. I, I know me too well. I bet I caught this thing." I was like, "Okay, whatever. I go use the bathroom. I'll be fine." And uh, while I was using the bathroom, I don't know if anyone's ever had this, where you get so sick, your sight and hearing just blips out. Like I could no longer hear, and my vision started getting blurry. And I'm just like, "I'm about to pass out. I need to." I need to go back to my room before I pass out on the bathroom floor. So I ran in and I passed out and I went to my parents and they were like, wow, you look like crap. And I was like, thanks. They're like, are you all right? I'm like, no, you need to take me to the doctor like right now, which is always a red flag for them because I hate going to the doctor, like with a fiery passion. So um, they had me admitted. They were like, okay, we're going to check you for flu. And I was like, okay, cool. Uh, It came back positive, which I was like, okay, thank God I don't have COVID. Uh, the only problem is, I, so uh, throughout that whole day, I just been passing out, like on and off, and one time when I was waking up, I had like two doctors around me, and I looked at the little thing they had me hooked up on, because they had me hooked up to like IV fluid and a heart monitor, and I had a 155 uh, heart rate and a 104 fever. And uh, I was told this recently by my mom. She was like, yeah, I was talking to the doctor about like discharging you, like letting you go home. And I was like, she was like, hey, is he going to be okay? And the doctor literally told her it's between God and his immune system at this point. And I was just like, "Boy, I'm so glad I was out that day because I would have punched that doctor if he told my mom, if I was a conscious when he said that. Uh, so yeah, that was fun. I went through five IV bags, which I'm told is a lot. Sounds like a lot. Uh, I was just super dehydrated and uh I went home that night and uh about two weeks later I felt better and I'm fine now. So I guess that's a negative. <laughs> was that little mini fear? Uh I also left home my parents are st- my parents and brother are in New York. I'm living with my uh my grandmother right now until I get on my feet and back into Mississippi life. Um just I just try to keep a good attitude toward things. Like I don't I don't let things get to me that bad. That's kind of my only positive is that nothing as of yet has gotten to me to the point where I'm just like, I need to take a minute. So how is school for everybody at least?
4: I I thought online would be hard for me, but I I do think it was just like the environment of school and the environment of like people.
3: Okay. So for me, online school really sucks actually, because I'm taking AP classes and like, I never felt so much stress in my life. (laughs) For example, like this lady, my teacher told me like to do this assignment correctly. She never taught us like what to do with it as well and how to return it in as probably as she wanted to. So it's kind of hard, you know, it's not, online, it's, online is not my thing, but I don't have a choice. So
2: <clears throat> for me, I've been kind of struggling a little bit. It's my first year of college. And it's so different. It's such a different environment also, but now I have to deal with it online. And it's like, normally the way I thrive in a classroom is I kind of develop like a good relationship with my teachers. And so they like know me. I get more uh, like push to do well. And I feel like I'm going to like actually try when I can develop that relationship. But right now, like I'm not getting that. And I'm just like emailing you know and like getting my assignments graded and stuff like that i'm not really getting that personal thing that i thrive so much off of and so i feel like i'm seeing a little bit of a difference for me in my schooling and i was having a lot of trouble with that with like my writing class specifically because like i had an issue early on where like i misunderstood an assignment and i emailed my teacher about it and then she had me turn it in late and there was like a really big diff difficulty with that because the website that we were turning it in on wasn't allowing me to turn it in late and so I just emailed her back and forth for like two weeks and I just felt like she hated me because I was that one student that had that she had to deal with and so that made me not want to do my assignments like I was I felt like she hated me and so I didn't I kept turning things in like last minute and it was awful and I hated it but Finally, I've gotten right back on the track and I wrote an essay the other day and I had a peer review it and they came back with like the best reviews I've ever gotten in anything I've ever written. They like said that they fell in love with a simile I used. I've never had that kind of review before. It was amazing, but that's how I'm going.
4: Wow, well, are, are you going to UA, Riley?
2: Yeah. Yep, Yep. UA. Well,
4: what are you going for?
2: Uh, well, I wanted to do something in like television production, but I'm doing uh, journalism because it's the closest thing.
4: Oh my goodness, poor... I'm going for journalism. Nice. Hey.
2: Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't know. Journalism isn't the greatest thing for me, but it's the closest <laughs> thing because they, they shut down the stupid, uh, the, the like all that stuff that I wanted.
4: Yeah, no. Yeah, no. I, I, I've been thinking about like um, minoring in something artsy recently. Yeah. I suggest you get on like a Zoom with them and talk to them because what I've realized is that I've been on a Zoom with all my teachers and like all my teachers like now like have like a face to a name so I think Mm had just and not a lot of students do that nowadays so just having Mm -hmm. that connection with them like it means the whole world because yeah like I also turned in an assignment late and my teacher was like oh like no like don't worry about it like it's okay like we're all struggling here and I think that kind of gave me an advantage to like
3: same here actually
4: (laughs) and i totally get what you mean though, like you kind of like thrive off of like having that interaction like with the teacher because i also do like i also like to like talk to my teachers so i think that now we just kind of have to like adapt it so maybe getting on a zoom with them or like emailing Mm -hmm. them and yeah and stuff like that is good
1: that's a good idea Mm -hmm. uh how do you think people can best support each other going forward and make sure we all stay safe and sane
3: okay for for me at this point everyone needs to listen you know Everyone needs to, like, know what's going on and needs to be aware of what's happening right now. Um, as you can see, there's a lot of people who disagree on wearing a mask and disagree on being social distance, and disagree on, um, like, a lot of things that say that COVID-19 is a hoax and everything. At this point, I feel like everyone should listen now because it's obviously a problem in our in the whole world, basically. <laughs> and... To see how um, other countries are doing completely fine with COVID-19 and us Americans are now restricted to go other countries now, it's kind of like we need to be in sync and like we need to work together to get this COVID-19 out, basically.
4: I think I said this in, a, um, in the podcast for um, George Floyd. I think I said that everyone just needs to like shut up, have an open mind and listen. And I think that, and I think that has just been, that needs to be preached a lot more is that people just need to like, again, just shut up and have an open mind and just listen, especially since, especially since people, like, I I don't understand how people think this is a hoax. And I don't understand how people think that this is like not real. And I think it also shows like how us as Americans, how self-centered we are and how, focused we are on just seeing ourselves and not looking at ourselves as a community um so I think you know that is what we need to do is understand that we like we yeah, we're not just ourselves we are Americans and us as Americans need to combine together to defeat this this very real virus that is happening.
5: Now forgive me for not being in the, the loop so forgive the question but um, who, who's who calling it a hoax at this point? Like I can know, the a lot you know a lot
2: actually, yeah, actually I actually know a handful of people who actually think it's a thing. Uh, thing. Um I also know it a is ridiculous. Of who think the
5: world's going to end tomorrow
2: too, but Yeah, yeah. I no, mean,
5: it's like, ridiculous. Like is it just people is it just like local people? Is it like people It's in people power that don't
2: like... yeah, it's people that don't uh, I think it's just not doing enough like research on your own and not fact-checking and just believing whatever is put in front of you and then you get trapped in these like echo chambers where everyone's saying your opinion and you just you get out of the loop and like even if someone brings you like really factual evidence against what you're saying you refuse to listen and I think that's what's happening with all those people that are like thinking this is a hoax it's not like I know people who have had it it is not a hoax like social distance it's a real thing we need to be doing
5: yeah, well, I wasn't denying that, like, that, like there aren't oh, yeah, people no, no, no. think it's a hoax. Yeah. I was just like, I'm like, I have not, I haven't personally seen anyone who's like, oh, mm-hmm. this is a hoax, at least not at this point. Like, when in the beginning, yeah. people were like, oh, you know, yeah. maybe. And so, but at this point, people were just like, oh, you know, this is an actual thing. I haven't seen a lot of people who are like, oh, this is a hoax.
2: Unfortunately, I do know people personally who believe this. Mm-hmm.
4: Okay. Me too.
2: They are insane totally. for believing that.
0: Yeah. Okay. <laughs>
1: All right. Um. If anyone, uh, if anyone has anything else they'd like to add, um, I think we're at a good stopping point. I think everyone killed it.
2: Sweet. Um, sweet. One (laughs) thing I'll add. One thing I'll add to that last question. Um. I know I don't really have a lot because I think AJ and Daisy both like nailed it out of the park. Like, that was like a really good answer to that question. But what I'd like to add to that is um, Netflix parties. I'll get you through a it. You through. Netflix parties. Netflix parties. Because uh, Netflix had this like new function that they added where people can watch a uh, thing mm-hmm. together, and they have like a chat or something on the side, and you can just like—I don't know—I don't know how it works, but I, that's what I heard. I don't even know if it's real, but that's what I heard. Probably
3: about to check it out later today.
2: <laughs> that's what I had at It was kind of a <laughs> jokey answer to the serious question. <laughs> <laughs>
4: I in mean, order to hey, educate,
2: but Netflix parties though.
4: Let's just all have a Netflix party. Just the whole oh, United yeah. States. Just oh boy. Everyone. <laughs> we all dumb. gather
5: around in one spot virtually.
1: <laughs> nice. All right. Well, everyone crushed it. Uh, beyond that, yeah, I think that about does it for everything. Um, mm. I'm sorry, I'm I change my battery in that. Sorry, <laughs> <I> swear swearing. <laughs> uh, I win the whole episode. Um. Be gonna sorry. fire alarm sound to censor that right um yeah so <laughs> everyone killed it have a wonderful saturday try and have fun safely
0: that was at me producers cornelius nelson riley taylor daisy carter aj yambo and ryan danigal you've been listening to podcast in place youth stories from quarantine from alaska teen media institute our show's theme music was composed by devin schreckengost who also edited the round zoom Stay tuned for more stories from quarantined youth. You can find these stories at alaskateenmedia.org, where we have included resources for youth during quarantine as part of a partnership with the State of Alaska Division of Behavioral Health. Many thanks to supporters of our podcast, including the Anchorage Museum at Rasmussen Center, United Way of Anchorage, the Alaska Humanities Forum, and the National Endowment for the Humanities. The views expressed in this program do not necessarily represent the views of the National Endowment for the Humanities or other sponsors. Thanks to our listeners who contribute to our programs and help us leverage additional funds and grants. If you'd like to support Youth Voices in Anchorage and help keep our podcast going, you can donate to our organization by going to alaskateenmedia.org and clicking donate. Also on our website, you can learn more about what our organization does, listen to past episodes of our podcast, or find out how you too can get involved. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. For Alaska Teen Media Institute, I'm Mormon DeLois. Thanks for listening. Stay safe out there, and we'll get through this together.